Now we return you to the test card and some music. Welcome to the Pilot Take 51, a weekly podcast reviewing the pilot episodes of television shows, past and present. He is Jed Shepard. And that guy's Rob Jelly, Bobby J himself. B-Jizzle! No, <laughs> hang on, that sounds... Why do I always do that? I don't know, My brain do. says it and it go, and I think to myself, yeah, that's good, say that out loud. And then I say it and then it's... Bobby Jizzle, that's <laughs> be your new radio name. <laughs> I think that's something else, my other name for something else. Let's just move away from that right now. <laughs> Welcome to this uh, mad thing. Um, wow, I, 100 shows down. That is 100. insane. That's crazy. There's not many to go. As you guys know, there's only three or four more TV shows left in the world. Six at best. Yeah. Six at best. So we've got them covered. Um, how's your week been, Rob? All right, not bad. It's been a, it's been a busy few weeks. Yeah. Like just a little bit of extra radio work of late. I've been okay. doing some cover shifts, which is cool. Always yeah. up for an extra challenge, doing something a bit different, kind of... Just, you know, it keeps you on your toes. Yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, trying yeah. out some things and some shows that you're not used to doing, so you're, you're sort of having to concentrate that a little bit more, and, and that's always kind yeah. of exciting and fun. And when are we going to find out about your uh, stand-up comedy? Because at some point this year, you said you promised you'll do another stand-up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I never use the P word you unless did. I mean it. <laughs> you I said you want to do another stand-up I definitely show. want to. No, no, I definitely want to try and do another yeah. stand-up show this year, um, or at least do one this year. I've, I've done one before, some years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, it was know, so I'm, good he stopped I, for a few in fairness, years. I am working on it. It's alongside all the notes for the pilot. Yeah. Um, there is a observation notes page going on with wow, some yeah. ideas and thoughts. You gave me a little preview last week yeah, um, behind, yeah. behind the scenes. Yeah. Uh, and talking of behind the scenes, uh, we uh, you might have already seen on Twitter yep. that we've put up some behind the scenes uh, little stuff. Films. Little films, yeah, like uh, a few minutes each. How we make the pilot. Yeah, because I know you guys are dying to know um, how we managed to encapsulate all this craziness in, into one show. Um, and yeah, I think because people wonder how you make podcasts in general. People always ask me, I always get emails, Jed, how do you make a podcast? Yeah, I want to make one. What do you do? Yeah. And, and you just kind of sit down with some microphones and yeah. make some noise. But genuinely, you don't even need microphones. You could just use um, the mic on a, on, a, on a computer or a mic yeah. on your phone even. Uh, talking of mics, my one's being a bit hissy right now. Yeah, it's, ha- just- <laughs> it's having a hissy fit this evening. I don't know what's going on there. I think it might want some Haribo. Give it some sweets. Um but yeah, um, so hopefully you've enjoyed those films. Maybe we'll do some more in the future. You know what we need to do as well? We need to we organise to something else, like another live one. We do. We did something live, live last show. year. Yeah, yeah, like a Comic-Con um, We were talking about um, doing a Comic-Con maybe again this year. Yeah. Or maybe just, you know, we should just hire somewhere out. We can all sit down and watch the episodes together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just thrash it out. Yeah, we can Big do group that. group of us. If you guys want to see um, uh, us live, then let us know. And that will encourage us to remember to set something up. Yeah, so tweet us. We'll give the details at the end of the podcast if you don't already know what they are. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, we should do that. We should let's, let's just get that. together and have like a little sort of mini sit down. We'll watch the shows together. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. And then we can all just chip in and throw some thoughts in yeah. there. Yeah, even if it's just in my front room. Boom. Yeah. Only girls, only girls allowed. Oh, okay. <laughs> what do you mean the five girls that are in the back? Yeah, yeah, just girls allowed and, oh, and everyone else. Too many girls was, allowed? Yeah, yeah. That's a different podcast altogether, isn't it? I think we should move on um, to the 51st episode of this pilot podcast yes. and our 101st and 102nd show. So wow. uh, you're up first in this next 100 shows we're doing. Yeah. Well, um, I thought we'd start the next 100 shows uh, with a bit of a bang. And the show we've got next is True Detective. True Detective. 
Detective, um, I've watched both seasons that have come out so far. Right. First season blew my bloody mind. Yeah. Second season... Um, Less so, not a little bit less so, but I was still into it. Colin Farrell was great in it. Um, what, what, whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> Colin Farrell was in the second season. Yeah, Colin Farrell is the because it's a pretty big name to start off with. If you if you if you're unfamiliar with what the show is, is this uh-huh. Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey? This is yeah. This is two big star names. This is what you call prestige TV. This is HBO at the very. I best. remember. I remember when this started being advertised when it first came around, with 2014. Um, and I remember thinking to myself, how have they got yeah. these two on the small screen? And, you know, yeah. I mean, respectively, like television, not, not the, you know, the big screen, are they? Yeah. They must have paid them an absolute stonking fortune. And then when I was watching the title sequence and the credits at the end, Which you realise that they're yeah. executive producers as well. Yeah. So I think there's probably a, a lot of this is probably inspired by them. They obviously want to do something like this. Yeah. And I mean, just talking about the title sequence, it's a thing of beauty as well, and just the music and yeah. just the pacing. And I wrote down that it's kind of it's got a slightly Western feel to it. I mean, this I mean, whole it's, f- it's kind of deep South America, so it's got that kind of very kind of I don't want to say rodeo, but I mean, I mean, it's got yeah. that kind of very country sort of feel to it, sort of Westerny feel. I think that's a good catch, seeing as you haven't watched the rest of it. Because but also, yeah. Did it remind you of another show we did quite a while back? A new show. A new quite a trippy new show. Futuristic y kind of new show. It's not Snatch. No, it? no. Favourite. No. <laughs> Did it remind you of American Gods? Um, yeah, but I think American the Gods. The sort of imagery, the sort of the yeah. weird sort of. The sort of cross faded imagery yeah. and stuff like that. I mean, I'm guessing American Gods is quite inspired by. This. Yeah, yeah, more, probably more than more than likely. But just, I was watching it thinking, this is quite like the yeah. the way the sort of images worked and sort of the neon colours and the yeah. It's, I mean, it's really cool though. Very, very cool. And I think it just sets the right mood uh, for for what you're about to see. And I think you were right when you say say it's a western because this is like a, a modern day west western. It's like about the lawman out to find the bad guy, basically, and that's mm. the what the theme that runs through it. You say you say the modern day, yeah. But the one thing I noticed pretty quickly was yep. that this is a show about two different times. It is, yeah. So it's the current day and as well as like, something that happened yeah. a fair amount in the past, at least like 15, 15 years before. 20 years ago, yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. So we've got um, we've got these two main guys, um, and so you've got Matthew McConaughey, who is essentially probably the, the, the best known, uh, most... Um, the best actor around at the moment. If, if you discount, there's a couple that might be around just above he's him. He's definitely top three. But he's up there, yeah. Um, if you stick him in his film, I mean, people have called it a uh, reconnaissance because, like, he he's he's uh, you gl- made that up. I have not. He calls him. He calls it that himself. So he's kind of uh, graduated from these rom coms with like Jennifer Aniston, where he's yep. was in the poster with his leaning back on Jennifer Aniston's back and all those type of things um, into into real gritty roles. Everything he plays right now is just real gritty and. Um, He's always the quite. He probably gets into it, doesn't he? He gets right into it. He's great. Um, And then you've got um, his kind of ex uh, partner, uh, Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Um, So they're called uh, uh, Rustin Rust uh, Cole, and you've got. uh, Is his full name Rustin? Rustin, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but people call him Rust. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's Matthew McConaughey. Uh, and then you've got uh, Marty, Martin, Marty Hart, which is Woody Harrelson. Yeah. So it's Marty and Rust, basically. Um, and back in the days, uh, they had a uh, a murder on their hands. 
Yeah, so they worked together from what I could work out because I was trying to do, whilst watching it and sort of paying attention to it all, I was trying to work out how long they worked together. And I think it was about probably seven, eight, nine years. And I think from what I can gather, the 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 crime that they were investigating originally was 1995. Five, that's yep. right. And it was basically the murder of a, a young prostitute, a young lady. Yeah. Um, and this particular murder, um, as you can expect in, in like the... the Deep South, there are murders that happen, and but this one was particularly gruesome mm. um, because how they found the body, it was quite a satanic um, way she was found. Uh, she was found in quite ritualistic, ritualistic. That's, that's the that's the word. Um, and I mean, you saw you've seen similar things in horror films. You've seen similar things in um, things like X Files and things like that, but you've never really seen one in a drama like this. And this is your your first clue that True Detective isn't quite what it seems. It's not just your everyday uh, detectives going around. Well, and- I, I wouldn't even say that's the first clue. The first clue is when you see Matthew McConaughey sat in the interview room. <laughs> Back, yeah, so this is in um, 2012. So, so this is, is that when it's, the, that, so that, yeah. okay, so this is 2012. Yeah. Matthew McConaughey sat in the interview room. He looks, well, he looks absolutely awful. Um, he does, dishevelled. Long hair that's like unkempt. It's, yeah. He's got like a handlebar moustache going on. Quite a shirt gaunt. that looks like it's not been washed or ironed in about fifteen years. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's obviously being interviewed, yeah, uh, by two people, but you don't know who they are at the, at the very early stages of the show. Yeah, and then you've got in the other shot, in the other interview room, um, Woody Harrelson, who's yeah. you know quite well dressed. In, seems in to his, in his be suit. doing all right for um, himself. Yeah. He seems to be like he's been sort of pulled away from work. And he's now just being interviewed for help him for, with an investigation, yeah, for yeah. whatever reason. Um, so it looks like one of them's done okay and is still on the straight and narrow, and the other one's gone right off the rails. Yeah. So, so you know, something. And then happened. you go back and you're like, well, they both seem to be doing okay here. Yeah, yeah. Something clearly is between then and now. Yeah. So, so if if you're watching this fresh, you'll think, okay, something happened back in 1995, possibly to do with this murder mm. that's affected these two guys in two different ways. One's been affected. Um, like it's part of his job and it's got, got kind of uh, it got hasn't affected it. him yeah but one of the guys it really stuck with him this is this is my first initial impressions when yep. I first watched this um, and I think this this way of structuring uh, an episode especially a pilot episode is really clever because you're not only uh, it's making you immediately wonder what's happened in the past for yeah. them to turn out like this um, the fact that Matthew McConaughey is on screen on a TV show anyway, it makes you want to watch this. But besides that, yeah. um, they're asking about, about um, a crime that happened uh, almost 20 years ago um, because it relates to a murder that's happened recently, a very similar... Well, that you don't find out until yeah. much later on in the episode. Yeah, spoilers, but for the first episode. <laughs> it's only the first episode. But yeah. th- th- so th- just to go back, because we, w- we always talk about the, the sort of key elements of what makes a great pilot. Yeah. Now, we've done the theme tune, the title sequence, really good. They've got your attention, you're straight in. You're straight into a story straight away. Yeah. We talk about the first, like the, this new character coming in or being reintroduced into something. There isn't really a new character as such in this. However, what I think they've done really cleverly, and it's probably the first show we've done that certainly uses this approach, is you've got these two detectives, these new detectives, coming in Mm -hmm. with this new case, having realised that this is like a a copy of what happened in 95, and they are now going back Mm -hmm. to start again. So we're on the journey almost... With the new detectives, yeah, 
And it's it's almost Does like that makes echo. sense. Yeah. Like, so, so because they're all, they're reliving it. So Woody Harrelson yeah. and Matthew McConaughey they're reliving the whole thing. Rusty and Marty are, are reliving the whole stuff again, yeah. all over again for twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. But so we're going back with these new detectives. I thought it was interesting because so it's- I, so part of me thinks that actually this is more as much about Rusty Rust and Marty yeah. as it is about these two new detectives who. I don't remember catching their names. It's about it's about Rust and Martin. It is. Don't, right. don't worry about okay. these. Okay, because I, I did I did get slightly yeah. sort of oh okay maybe these guys are you know are going to be the third and fourth main characters. He's, well, they they're used there as a device. So um, Matthew McConaughey and tell the and story can, yeah. can tell, tell right. the story. Yeah, and it's a great great way of doing it. Um, maybe with the camera then. Well, it's kind of like an, an echo of what's happened. So these two new guys are there trying to figure out what's happened with this ritualistic murder. And that's exactly the same situation um, Marty and, and Russ were in, in, in the first place. And because I know what happens at the end of the series, um, and, and don't forget, these these series are standalone. So after the first season, they recast everybody. And it's a totally brand new story with uh, Matthew McConaughey and Vince Vaughn in the second season. Okay. Um so this is a real standalone series, and it's um, all I'm going to say is it's stranger than you think. Think twin, really? Yeah, think Twin Peaks, where nothing's quite as it seems. Um, yeah, and it's really, really, really interesting. Um, and I just think it looks beautiful, and I think that's down to, to a number of things. Um, I think just that the subject matter lent, uh, lends itself to, to make it look beautiful because where it's set is just very picturesque and that's down to, to the writer uh, Nick Pizzolatto who did stuff on like The Killing the, the um, American version of The Killing yep. um, and he did stuff on, on, on a bunch of other things um, he actually wrote uh, that film that came out a couple of years ago um, uh, that western it was a western actually uh, haven't got it. Oh, the Magnificent Seven, the remake of the Magnificent oh, Seven. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is quite interesting because that's about a bunch of people trying to find justice in a, in a Western uh, setting, which is kind of like yeah, two detectives. Sort of, yeah, yeah. So you can kind of see why um, they're picking for these projects. And then it co- come down to the director, showrunner, etc. Carrie Fukunaga. Right. Um, I need to be careful what, what I'm, how I'm saying his name. <laughs> um, but the, that guy is just talent personified. He's an absolute legend already. Um, he, uh, I think the first thing I saw him do was a, a Jane Eyre um, film. Um, and then he kind of went straight on to True Detective. And then he uh, did Beasts of No Nations quite, quite soon after. And he was meant to be doing uh, the, it, the It movie, but he pulled okay. out. I think he pulled out quite early on in the, in the pro- process. Um, it's a shame because um, I would like to have seen his version of, of it. Of it, yeah. Um, but what what he's brought to this pilot episode um, is just just a sense of absolute like beauty, and um, you really kind of get to know these characters and, and you get to see the, their dark sides, their light sides, and um, I just think it's one of those things you, you realise what you're watching is prestige TV. Is is I don't know how you. So you've seen the first season, so you know how the, the yeah. relationship develops between the two of them. But yeah, for me, yeah. having only watched that first episode, yeah, we've watched a lot. Well, we've watched a few now, sort of cop shows. Yeah. Where you've got that dynamic between the two, the sort of the duos, yeah. even if there's a bigger group of them. Um, and weirdly, can I put a, can I put another show on the list? Um, SWAT. Yeah. SWAT. I'm not seeing that. Yes, yeah, new one. It's okay. Newish out at the moment, and uh, just started watching that. So I've watched okay. the first three or four episodes. Of it. SWAT. Yes, yeah, as in SWAT. Team. As in SWAT. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, kind of cop drama thing yeah. modern day 
I really, really like it. I'm going to say three or four episodes in already. Um, so I want to stick that on because having that kind of... that, You seem to find that cops work in pairs. For protection, yeah. Yeah, there's a protection thing. That, but I also think that there's a another perspective sort of thing and you'd never find two cops like each other like they're never going to pair people who are similar and i think that's a true i kind of feel that that's important and these two couldn't be more different if they tried yeah 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 there's definitely something not right about rust he's he's just (laughs) but no in in a in a in a sense that i I mean i wrote down he's a troubled genius because he seems he seems to be able to see stuff that yeah, no one else can 100%, see. 100%. And, and I mean, yeah. you, Marty's always making reference to it when he's talking to the other cops. He's always saying like, "Yeah, I know he's n- I know he's not normal. He's a bit weird." But Think he of seems, the X Files. He seems to Mulder just and be Scully. Able, yeah, yeah, it's exactly. That dynamic. Yeah. He seems to just be able to look at stuff with a different, uh, you know, a perspective of, of the whole thing. And you know, he's got this massive. Uh, they call him the tax man in the show, don't they? So because yeah. he carries well, instead of having a little notebook like most cops have, he's yeah. got like a big a big pad. Uh, a big kind of notebook which he draws in and and, and obviously sketches stuff down and and yeah. writes. That comes into to play a lot more later. Yeah, um, because whatever you're thinking is going to happen isn't going to happen. <laughs> you will never predict. You'll never predict where this goes. No, um, no, no, you won't. Um, and they, I don't, I, they don't give you a lot. Well, they give you some clues in this first episode. All right. Um, but I only noticed that on like second view, and I was like, "Oh, okay." So they answer had this, me, answer right. me a few questions. Okay, uh, one or two questions here. So there was a reference uh, later in the episode from the the two cops who come in and they're interviewing Marcy and Rust, yeah. right? And they say that the reason because they're case reviewing the yeah, reason yeah, they yeah. Ca- and you think to yourself, "Well, if it was a sealed shut case, they found yeah. a they found the killer yeah. back in ninety five, yeah, 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 done, dusted. Why are they reopening it? You so, know why, right? Well, okay, yeah, yeah, because at the end of the episode, it's obviously happened again." Oh, no, 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 no. But, but, yeah, but, yeah. His, but then they also make mention to the fact that Hurricane Rita yes, yes, destroyed yes. all the files. Yep. So that makes me think, well, hang on. Files have been digitalised for quite some time now. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember when Rita was anyway. And they've made reference to something yeah. real, which is mm-hmm. always always a good way of sort of yep. bringing you into making it feel more real. Yeah, yeah. But he can't help but think, I, I don't know. There's just there's something not right about that. There's definitely something not right about the fact on, that Hurricane Rita yeah. destroyed the files. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So and what? So something. It's like it's like well, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, 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 because you, you, you can't spoil it. Yeah. But to me, something isn't right about the fact that the files have been destroyed and they're having yeah. to review the entire thing. But they seem to be asking more questions or as many questions about the case as they do about each other. Yeah. Like like one of them's not all that he seems. And I don't mean that in the weird sense. I yeah, mean, like yeah. one of them maybe shouldn't be trusted. So, not, so now I'm thinking, well, well, which one of them is the one that's not the one to be trusted? Because the obvious guess is Rust. But then I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah. well, Marty's cleverer than this, so yeah. maybe he's the one that... And well, nothing, nothing is as as it seems, and I think you're right because to question that because Rust is the obvious choice because he has no doesn't care for authority. It was is the um, the head of the police? Uh, he sort of makes a sly comment to him, and he doesn't actually know who he is, but he sort of basically gives him a verbal dig. Yeah, um, and then they're all looking at him, going, "You do know who that is?" And he goes, "I don't care." You know what I mean? Like yeah, he yeah. genuinely doesn't give a monkey's. I mean, he asks for beer and a burger in the middle of the interview. Yeah. He goes, it's Thursday, it's my day off, and I start drinking in midday. Here's some money, go to the shop. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they do it. Mm-hmm. So that makes me think that they're obviously after something 
more than just reviewing the case. There's definitely something to it. Saying all this, I yep. feel like I get. I sound probably quite excited by like wanting to know what's going to happen next. Yeah. Until about the last five minutes, I really wasn't that monk. Okay. It didn't really. This. I mean, I would think I was it, intrigued, but I don't know if I cared enough. I tell you why. Up to about the last five minutes. This isn't your typical like show. This think of this more like a novel, where the longer you persist, the the, the bigger the payoff. Yeah. Um. Because like I said, you won't predict where it will go to. You'll definitely be surprised. It definitely gets more messed up. You'll definitely see more crazy murders. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, like the, the, this was the first episode, the, the pilot, one of the most successful pilot episodes in HBO history, second only to um, Boardwalk Empire, which was uh, which we need to put on the well, list, by the way. That should definitely... Have we not done that? Let me check the list right now. Are you just... Yeah. Because... So I, I don't know. It, for, for, as I say, for the for me, it was um, it was it's just what was it, about fifty five minutes. Yeah. So for a good forty five, maybe even fifty minutes of it, I was you know I was in, I was invested yeah. in it, and I kind of wanted to know where this was going to go. There was sort of little bits and little signs. I was thinking you know maybe that's that, or maybe this is this, but I wasn't massively sucked into thinking. Um, the, you know, at fifty minutes in, I was thinking, you know what. I'm not entirely sure I'd really carry on and watch it because obviously that's what we're watching them for to see if yeah. we want to watch on. And in the last five minutes, you get that little clue mm-hmm. in the shed um, and then you get the reveal that there is a a new murder yep. that's happened and that's the link and that's why they've got them out of retirement or you know they, they've gone back to them to review it. And then all suddenly like something's come full circle. Like what? So, okay, the case review's been... Yeah, the, 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 the case was destroyed in the hurricane. Yeah, but why are you bringing it up? So clearly, there was a reason, and then suddenly you get that reason at the end. Mm-hmm. I think I think you're asking the right questions. <laughs> I also think you, even if I gave you the answers, it, you won't understand because it's the journey to get to that answer. You won't understand, man. You weren't there. Um, I can't encourage you enough to keep going. There's not that many episodes. There eight episodes or something. Yeah, um, eight episodes each season. And the end, the finale of season one is amazing. Um, and that's why coming into season two, I was like, this is going to be amazing. And it was terrible. Didn't, didn't quite live up to it. So do, do you know my... my I've, got, I'm a, I've got a little bit of a story about this this TV show. So, You've got two minutes. I've got... Okay, I'll do it. So basically, um, I when, when, when Series 2 aired... Everyone hated it. On Twitter, there was a whole thing saying, this is rubbish, it's rubbish compared to the first season. Um, and they basically pinpointed this on Vince Vaughn. They said Colin Farrell's amazing, which he is amazing in it, uh, but Vince Vaughn is crap in it. So uh, I put on Twitter, just randomly, I, I, I just said, you know what, it's, it's all right. It's, it's not that bad. It's not as bad as people think it is. Immediately get a DM from HBO saying, oh, did you really like it? Like, yeah. And they went, oh, uh, do you want a signed poster? I was like, Yeah. So they said it's over there. So I've got a signed poster over there. Do you want to open it up live on a... Well, that thing on? down there? Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever opened it. Can I open it now? Uh, yeah, you can. Well, do, you can want, I, do you want to open it? It's your poster. No, no, no you, you can open it. But one thing, I, I, I kind of already know what's inside. Right. Um, because they told me after I reset, I was like, thanks for sending it. I've just got it. And they were like, and then they revealed what it was. So... Hang on. So they said they were going to send you a signed poster. And I was like, oh, cool. cool. Colin Farrell or Rachel McAdams. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, give it, I've got to open it now. Give it an I've open. I've got to open it. Hang on. I'll see what this... It's a, it's a, mass, it's a massive signed uh, poster. Try not to twist it. Hang on. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. 
hello. It's a massive sign poster. Of half oh. of Vince Vaughn. Of Vince Vaughn. <laughs> <laughs> the absolute worst, worst character, the most hated oh. character in True Detective history. I thought you said it was signed. It's signed there. Where? VV, there. It's not VV, mate. It's VV. They've dropped the pen on that poster. <laughs> That's his signature. And if you look at the names on there, so you've got Taylor Kitsch, you've got, you've got Rachel McAdams, you've got Colin Farrell, and they sent me effing Yeah, no, no, no. Vince no, 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 no. It's, it's not even that. It's what? not even that. It's that they've cut him off at the eyes. Yeah, but you would, wouldn't you, if it was he had Vince Vaughn in the show? <laughs> so I've got a signed Series 2 True Detective Vince Vaughn poster. I don't know what to do with it. Um, maybe we can give it away as a competition. Tell you what, when we do a live show, okay. someone's having that. We'll, we'll take it with us. Yeah, yeah. I'll put it back in the pot. That is, yeah. <laughs> that is fantastic. Fact, I, do you know what? I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to start you know, tweeting about shows that people yeah. don't like. If, Westworld is back. Uh, actually, by the time this is out, yeah, 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 yeah. Westworld is back on the television is, yeah. in the UK, season two. And a lot of people were a bit, because uh, they'd watched the original I don't feel people love Westworld. Oh, I loved yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, we talked. We, yeah. we did it. When I was about thirty, take thirty. Yeah. HBO, send us some some Westworld stuff. It'd be amazing. Yeah. Love a bit of that. Um. So yeah. Anyway, so I got Invincible in both. That's very cool. That's um, very cool. But I personally really, 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 really enjoyed this. Did this you pilot, enjoy so. the pilot though? Like, be honest. I know you know what goes on, but do you think Honestly, it's enough to keep watching? I agree with you. It's slow, and there might not be enough until the last five minutes. You're right to keep you going. If, without the last think, five minutes, I wouldn't have watched on. That's, I just think watching Matthew McConaughey is worth. I'd I'd, I'd pay money to to watch it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I um, totally agree with that. He's brilliant. Woody Harrelson is brilliant. Woody Harrelson is incredible in it. Um, and I just think it's prestige TV, and I think you've got to understand that this is like a novel. This isn't like a yeah. fast-paced kind of TV show. It rewards you. For, for for watching on, and I think okay. it does make me want to watch on, um, because I I'm know. not I'm not entirely I don't not want to watch on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but, that's fair enough. But I'm not entirely convinced just yet. Yeah, I think after you finish the Sopranos, done. I forgot oh, to mention that. Oh, okay, finish that. That was uh, last week, week before. Oh, what do you think of the last episode? I didn't see it finishing that way. No, for sure. Yeah, and um. You can see why they finished it the way they finished it. It's yeah. really hard not to say anything because yeah. I don't want to spoil it for anyone did, who's watching did it. Did you did you feel cheated or did you feel like that's just how they had to end it? Because I was like a little yeah. bit cheated. A little. A bit. A lot of people were like it was ten percent cheated, ninety percent. Yeah, they have to end it that way. Yeah, because the is, rest of it in my, is in my head, and it, how I, how I take it on from there is yeah. different from how you will or well, anyone is, listening to this. They, they don't owe us anything just no. because it didn't end the way we wanted to so what they should end how they want to they're the yeah. writers Fact. it's the same with the ending of Lost everyone's Fact. moaning about it and I'm just like it's, it's what they wanted True. to do and I, and I love the ending of Lost actually um, my, my friend Kenny is sitting right here on the on the sofa and I think I watched uh, the last episode of Lost Kenny did I watch the last episode of Lost with you we did didn't we yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and that was like they had it on at five a.m. or four a.m. in the morning. You're weirdo. Um, yeah, and like I get up and go to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we watched uh, we watched the uh, the finale together. That was great. Yeah. Well, we've we've talked about this when we've when we've done all the pilot episodes, we'll do all the finales as well. Oh, we should have a finale podcast. Yeah, for sure. Once oh, we've done, we really all the, should. Yeah. Once we've done the pilots, we're almost there. We've so only got a couple of more to do. We'll probably start finale in a few weeks. Yeah. 
That's a great name for it as well, Finale. Yeah, absolutely it is. <laughs> uh, let's get some scores for this in a little okay. while, um, okay. but let's move on to the other show we've got to do because okay. uh, there was something else to watch this week as well. It was, and what was uh, it, Rob? It was my choice, and I thought I'd try and match it with something, you know, of sort of equal um, sort of drama. Yeah. Uh, and I have chosen Homeland. The music you're just hearing uh, doesn't actually appear until the very end. Oh. And the, but do you know it's not about the pilot? It doesn't it actually... Starts, there, there, it? Is, there is no title sequence. There is no theme tune at the start of this episode at all. It's cheated. straight in. Straight away, minus, minus no, one point. Mm, straight away, I, minus no, one point. I don't, know, <laughs> I, I don't think you can. I think I, I'm almost more impressed that they did Bold move. Bold move, homeland. Bold Cause I, move. Because actually... I, well, no, I take that slightly back. There is literally one still frame where it just goes Homeland. And yep. I think it's after the scene right at the start where you've got um, Carrie, who is... Uh, you're not really sure what she is at this point, but she's obviously on a sat phone. She's phoning back to the States uh, to try and get permission to go and talk to a prisoner. Um, she's in the queue of traffic, what looks like someone in the Middle East. Um and so it's, it's all very tense. It's all very shaky shot as well. So, yeah. you know, very sort of rough and ready. Um, pen on the floor. Yeah. And uh, you're sort of like, well, what's going, what's going on here? Clearly there's a, you know, very pressurised moment of it's something's going on. She needs to get to see this particular person. Yeah. And then you get like shot away and you can see these people hanging, uh, like sort of prepping hanging rope. Yeah. Um, looks like it's going to be a, an execution of some sort. So you mm-hmm. think, well, that's... The, Prisoner's going to be executed. That's why she's in a hurry. She's on the phone to the, you know, the US government and things like that. Yeah. So it's all very, very tense. Three or four minutes, and then you just get like a quick boom, homeland. Yeah. No theme tune, no no drama, just a, like a black screen, homeland, and then straight into the rest of it. Anything you. Yeah. Are you going to tell me anything about it? See, this is the thing. I like, need the music. I, I understand. That's, it is a bold move. and But I feel like at the start of a TV show, you need to identify yourself. Otherwise, people will still think they're watching the adverts. Um, yeah. But can I just say one thing before you get into it? Go on. So I've met Claire Danes. Um, of course you have. <laughs> yeah, I've met Claire Danes. Of course Danes. you have. She um, uh, was backstage at an, uh, an Ash gig. And I'm, and I'm friends. <laughs> of, course, of course she was. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this, they were playing at Somerset House, so it was quite, quite a big yeah, one. Yeah. Um, Somerset. And, and she obviously, she was, this was before Homeland. And she hadn't really done that much. It was kind of in a wilderness years. Right. Um, I think her career was kind of going down the pan a little bit. Um, and then uh, I was just backstage and uh, just talking to like to my mate Mark, who's in the band. And uh, he's like, "Oh, have you met Claire?" And I'm like, "No." And I was like, <laughs> "Oh, Claire, that's Claire Danes." <laughs> like, she's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Oh, wow, okay." Um, so I just shook her hand and she was very polite and smiley. Um, and then a couple of other people joined us, and um, yeah, and that was it, really. We probably said two, three words to her. It's amazing the people that Jed knows. You're, you're, <laughs> you're listening to this as stunned as I am. I, I definitely didn't, wouldn't I didn't say. I, I definitely wouldn't say I know her. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, you've met them. This is um, different. Yeah. Well, I think she was going, going to be in uh, one of their music videos, but then she couldn't okay. make it, so they cast model or something yeah I must admit like you know I'd never sort of seen her before I didn't recognise her from anything else really? like that yeah yeah I didn't recognise her from I mean she's 
she was I, in I, I, my so called my so called life was the big thing in the nineties. Okay. I don't I don't want to sort of sound disrespectful. I don't recognise her from anything particularly big that I've seen. But then as we've as we've established over the past fifty one yeah. takes of this episode, I, I don't really watch anything apparently. <laughs> well now you do. Now I do, yeah, for yeah. sure. Um But she's absolutely incredible in this. <clears throat> The, she is blue. I didn't know she she's was really good. good. She's really good. Uh, there's four, from what I can tell, four main characters really. Uh, in the first in, episode. In, in the first episode. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe five if you count the the, uh, the government guy, um, David. Uh, I didn't write his name down. Uh, David Marciano. Yeah, but well, that's his actor's name and his, his character's name yeah, as well. Yeah. Um, so you've got Claire Danes. You've got um, Mandy uh, Patinkin, who plays Saul. Yeah, uh, who's brilliant? I've seen him in lots oh, of things. Great. He's a he's great, great actor. My favourite um, Manny Potemkin thing is the Princess Bride, where he plays Inigo Montoya. Yes, you killed my father. Of course, that's your favourite thing. Of course, yeah. that is your favourite thing. Uh, Marina Baccarin, who is oh, brilliant. She's in Gotham. Deadpool now. She's Deadpool. Deadpool's girlfriend. She's Deadpool's yeah. girlfriend. Um, she's, she's excellent. She's been the same age for like the last twenty years. Yeah. She doesn't age. Yeah, she is. She was in V, the remake of V. You know the 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 um, TV show about the aliens coming down and the mean no, lizard people, and she was queen of the, the lizard people. Is she? Yeah. She looks the same then, and I'm like ages ago. I'm just sort of uh, having a moment there <laughs> yeah. for a second, just picturing her, picturing okay. her as a lizard. Um, yeah. And then and then the fourth one, and the main character probably for the whole show, really, well at least for the pilot, yeah. as I've discovered, uh, is Damien Lewis, yeah, uh, who plays Nicholas Brody. Um, now. The premise of the show is that Nicholas Brody is a, uh, a kind of sniper, uh, SAS Special Forces mm-hmm. um, man. Um, he was a prisoner of war. A prisoner of war. He was in missing, miss, he missing in action uh, back in two thousand three. He was gone for eight years. He was so gone yeah. for eight years. Basically, they presumed dead uh, with his partner uh, Michael. Michael Mark. I can't remember. I can't remember what his partner is. The other guy who was basically the, he's like sort of his counterpart of the sniper in, in the special forces. Anyway, so yep. they were both presumed dead because they'd been gone for so long. Um, and the special ops team go in. They raid this mini little village. Um, they take out all the they had insurgents. Some intel. Yeah, yep. and it's a totally separate thing. They just they were on a different sort of mission. Uh, and they go. They find this locked door at the very centre of this compound. Pub, yep. yeah, compound. Um, they bust the door open, and who do they find? Brody. He's yeah. in there. Harry's are like in just a state, an absolute state. Um, and and, like, and um, it's all about him basically coming home. Like, you know, this MIA soldier being branded a hero mm-hmm. uh, and being flown home and, and back to, well, normal, you know, yeah. back to sort of civilization, really. Um, but it's not quite that simple. No, for a number of reasons. I mean, coming back home after being a prisoner of war for that long, your mind's gone to pot. <coughs> Um, you're, 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 you don't see the world the same no. again. Uh, and also, there is the possibility that in all that time, they could have maybe changed it. Well, there is That's a, the whole premise of Homeland. Well, yeah, yeah there is, exactly. There is the premise of Homeland. And there is also like the moment at the start of the show where I say that Carrie's trying to get to speak to this prisoner. She does manage to get in. She manages to get about 30 seconds with him. And just before she's pulled away by the guards, the guy at the prisoner she's talking to whispers something to her, her which, informant which you the... don't hear. Yeah. For that, at until, that point. At yeah. that point. Um, and it's not until Brody comes home, yeah. uh, he meets the vice president, and there's a big ceremony and a big hoo-ha, press thing, yeah, that she starts to think, hang on, mm-hmm. 
the guy, the prisoner that I went to see said to me, so and so and so. And then, this, then you find that out when she starts telling Saul, Saul yep. who is her... I couldn't really work out exactly. He's he, he trained FBI her. Boy yeah, he bus. kind of brought her into the whole the whole thing and and, and basically trained her to be this sort of special agent, yeah. as it were. Yeah. So he. So she confides like, in him. He was like, like a her father, mentor. Yeah, mentor sort of father slight, figure. Yeah, yeah. Father figureish yeah. kind of guy. Um, so she confides in him and says, "Look, when I was out there, the, the prisoners said to me that they had turned." Uh, an American soldier. Yeah. Didn't and specify which one. No, didn't specify who, yeah. but they, he, he specifically used the phrase turned. Yeah. And then all of a sudden Brody turns up and he's still alive. Yeah. And you think, well, and then, because then there's later on, there's a bit of a, it's, a, it's an interrogation, at least for Carrie's point of view, but the rest of it is a kind Debrief. of debriefing. Yeah. And she probes to sort of say, well, look, when terrorists catch, you know, soldiers and such. They the first seventy two hours are the, are the is the real key time for them to get intel out. After that, intel has changed quite a lot, so they're very much pointless, useless, useless to them. So yeah. that tends to be why you you get those situations where after three or four days, they're they're pretty much they're going to die, aren't useless, they? Yeah. Um, so to have kept him alive for eight years and kept him as a prisoner for eight years, yep. you've got to wonder why. Because he couldn't have been useful after them three days. Because as I say, with the intel changes, once you know that someone's been captured, you yeah. have to change your plans. And as we discussed, you haven't actually seen on. So I actually know what happens in this, and it is a bloody great ride. Yeah, it is. It is good. Um, the character of, of Brody is one where you, because Damien Lewis is such a good actor, you kind of look at him and you think, even if he is a bad guy, well, last time we saw him was in Billions. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, and he has that kind of knack of being someone who could potentially be a bad guy, but you go, yeah, but I kind of still want him to win. <laughs> I kind of still want him to win, whatever he's up to. Yeah. Um, but you don't know at this point what the situation is, and you don't know what the deal is with Carrie. She, <clears throat> she seems a little bit erratic as well. Yeah, um, something's not quite right with her either. And you start to question her kind of like motives, and also Source seems a little bit shifty. Basically, everything's a little bit. Nothing's black and white. No, I didn't think Saul was that shifty. It wasn't anything that I. It was no. It was no alarm bells with Saul. Okay. Whereas there was alarm bell Brody and there's an alarm bell with Carrie. Quite. I might be projecting future. Yeah, series. It's, quite, it's quite obviously something not right with Brody. Now, mm-hmm. and that doesn't come really until quite near the end of the episode, admittedly. Yes. Because, because what you you tend to think that Carrie is the one that's gone off on a rocker. Yeah. And then you get that. Slightly confirmed, I guess, when she installs uh, microphones and cameras in Brody's home yep. to surveil him. Un- unauthorised, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally because, against the law. Because Saul didn't want her to do it. Saul was like, we cannot investigate this guy. He's a national war hero. We can't touch him. And, yeah. And she's like, mm-hmm. no one's going to sign off on this. Yeah, and yeah, so she does cool. it anyway. <laughs> she gets like a private firm in, yeah. sets up all the cameras, rigs it up at home. But while they're rigging it up, they find... She's taking antipsychotics, mm-hmm. and that's when you start to think, okay, she's actually do lally, yeah. And so maybe there isn't anything here, and yep. she's the one that's been turned. So there was a brief moment where I thought maybe she's the one that's been turned. Interesting, right? Only briefly though, only very very briefly, because then she probably goes off on one she goes out for a drink and she goes to that bar and there's some jazz music playing and then she starts to get some signs and things start to click in place mm-hmm. she provides some evidence she shows because Saul threatens to take her in front of a judge and everything yeah. the next morning yeah 
she wakes him up in the middle of the night, shows him this evidence that she's finally found that she can start to put some, you know, some sort of thread together yeah. that proves he's the guy that the prisoner right at the start of the episode yeah. was telling her about. Because at the moment, it's just her word. It's yeah. just oh, her yeah. word. It's absolutely just her word. And so her without hunch. evidence, he can't do anything. Saul can't do anything. But you, so you do tend to find this with, with uh, shows like this where you've got like a detective, an agent of some sort, certainly one that's a bit, um, against the grain or Columbo for instance yeah Columbo perfect example we, mm-hmm. I mean Jack Bauer yeah, yeah. 24 there's lots of like they're not rogues but they certainly don't mind breaking the rules in, because they get this gut feeling this instinctive yeah kind of hunch that something isn't right and they and, and they're sort of also stubborn as well in that they won't let it go and they would rather get themselves in trouble that, and, and be wrong mm-hmm uh, yeah, then then sort of let it go yeah. and be wrong, and then something bad happens. Yeah, um, so that was quite interesting. And then they say you start to find the evidence sort of starts to mount up against Brody, um, and then you think, okay, so what this is going to be mm-hmm. is Carrie has got to try and prove that he's the one yeah. that's turned, and he's going to do something bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, what that is, who knows? At this point, yeah. is very very vague. Um, it was it was quite fast. It was it was pretty tense for a lot of it. Yeah, it was very much to and fro. You're not sure. Lots of it mounting up against Carrie, and everything looks fine for Brody. Then suddenly it swings back the other way, for brief, and then. But it was it's vague enough. It's still vague enough that you're like, well, I, I need to know now. Yeah, there's there's lots of there's enough holes, but without being so many holes that you're like, well, I'm never going to find out the answer for like ten episodes. Yeah, well, th- what I will say is they're quite good. Uh, watching this first episode back again, they're quite good at dropping in red herrings or like things that are they that give you little thread and you think, oh, that's where the story is going, and it doesn't. All right. Um, well, you know, so right at the end of this episode, yep. you see, fr- well, you can see it from from Brody's point of view. Yeah, what he got up to. Um, yes, behind closed doors, and he was fully involved in beating a, his partner's death. Yeah, but you notice that he does burst into tears, like he breaks down, and you, you, it makes you think that clearly he was good egg right at the start. When he mm-hmm. was a soldier, he was you know, straight and narrow. He was on the right track, and it makes you wonder that obviously it was a life and death situation. So like, if I don't yeah. do it, they're going to kill me. Exactly. Um, and this is the thing where you've got you've got to reconcile in your mind. Did he do that because? He believed for survival. For survival. Or did he do it because he believed in what they believe in? These terrorists. Yeah, exactly. So there's still that grey area of like, okay, so he's, at the moment, he's the one that this prisoner was previously talking about yeah. and who Carrie's going to try and prove he's a wrong one. Exactly. And what I will say is... But he wasn't a wrong one all along. Yeah. This whole thing is about perspective. So you've got... Um, so you're seeing it from multiple perspectives. You're seeing it from Brody's perspective uh, with what he had to do in prison... To, to survive you've seen it from the perspective <clears throat> of Carrie where you don't know if from her perspective uh, she's doing it because it's the right thing or she's doing it because she's mental <laughs> but then you've also seen it there's another whole perspective thing where from the from the in Afghanistan from their perspective the yeah. terrorists are the Americans the Americans are yeah. the terrorists yeah 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 so we're, we're calling them terrorists but from their perspective America's the terror, um, the terrorists. That's a good point. And you see that all the way through. It does really watching this show makes you think. Okay, well, wow, I didn't think of it from that point of view. When yeah. you when you see an Americans bombing a school or a hospital or something, yeah, yeah. just writing it off as a, a oops, an accident, then you can kind of understand why certain people do certain things. Um, 
but you don't know who to, whose side to be on. Yeah. Even in the first episode, I was like... And like you say, Damien Lewis has got one of those faces that you're just thinking, yeah. I kind of want him to be okay. Exactly. I want him to be the good guy. Yeah, exactly. He plays a good bad guy. Oh, he's he's great at it. But yeah, a very charming <laughs> very bad char- guy. Yeah, the kind of bad guy you want to go out for a pint with, <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, it, I, I really enjoyed this. Um, I wasn't entirely sure at first mm-hmm. because of the subject matter and not massively not massively keen on war stuff even yeah. if it's modern war or, or old war it's just it's just not really something that's Fan Star particularly Wars? yeah yeah fine but that's like so fictional and, and yeah. out there it's it's not whereas this is tied to quite real stuff yeah yeah and it's just not something necessarily I would choose to sit down and watch but I'd heard a lot about Homeland mm-hmm. you can't you can't move for, I mean actually the the episode today will be out on on iTunes and Postpop podcasts um will be out between the penultimate and the final episode of season seven. Ah. So the season seven it comes to a close in a few days' time as once this podcast is out. Yeah. Um, and I won't spoil anything, but, um, yeah, it's whether Brody's still in it at that point is... I'll, <laughs> I'll leave it alone. Um, <laughs> how far have you How far have you watched Homeland? This is one episode. This episode, right? Okay, but I do my homework afterwards. As right, well. right, right, I, okay. I looked I up. Say. I looked up afterwards, right, like right, you know right, right, where right, where right, the show right. is at. Where's, so, where's going? Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's still seven seasons, um, and there's an eighth season coming, which apparently is the final season. Okay, I think um, it. I, I think it should have ended after about five. That's when I checked out. Yeah, mostly because of um, uh, what's it? Monica, what's her name again? A uh, Marina. Mar- uh, Mar- Marina. Marina. Baccarin, yeah. She, I think it's maybe the third, fourth season. She, her storyline and, and the daughter's storyline becomes almost bigger than like Carrie's storyline. It's like, really? she, and all she is is like a housewife doing school runs and just like, why are we in this house for 20 minutes talking about homework and boyfriends and stuff? Flipping, there's terrorism going on. And I was just like, if this happens again, I'm going to just... I'm, like, I'm out. Yeah. And then they realised the next season after that, they were just like, yeah, we won't, we're won't. we not going to have them we'll, in it we'll anymore. That, yeah, we won't do yeah. that anymore. All right. Um, I really enjoyed this, though. It's really, I, you know, I think, I think it's certainly something I can get into. It, uh, Definitely I think it's it. something I can get into. Got, I forgot how good it was. When I watched it, I was like, oh my God, this, I remember how I felt yeah. the first time. Like, wow, this is like... And, and I quite like, I quite like, um, like we said, we've done lots of shows where there's sort of detectives or of cop sort of thing and I do quite like the small detail stuff yeah and trying to you know knit together all the all the little bits and pieces and so that little thing with the fingers which she notices yeah he's doing this sort of like he's he's basically sending a message out and he only does it when he's on camera because he knows the world's watching it's great um very very clever yeah and I like that kind of detail it's it's stuff that like that that I think oh okay yeah I'm watching now because I'm watching for subtle little things mm, yeah. and it kind of draws me in draws me in to be that sort of paying attention uh, yeah. thing so I like I really enjoyed it it was really good yeah I thought it was very it did it did those things that we, we so obviously you watched it before so watching it again now is yeah. it as good as you remember it maybe better yeah because when I first watched it I didn't appreciate how good it was going to get but now I know this first episode <clears> has all the elements in it that is in it later on as well so you get okay. you get the initial steps of what how this progresses right right straight away um and yeah i mean i even want to kind of watch on to episode two now maybe just because i, I just, just want to watch what's next yeah um yeah so i'm quite pleased that we we pick this yeah for sure should we score it let's score it oh let's do true detective first uh, your show so you can score first um, I, I love True Detective. Um, I do understand the slowness 
uh, which is intentional, but I just think it's it's film quality, cinematic actors, storyline directors, all at their very very best. Um, I want to give this an eight point five. Good score! Wow, okay. good score. Yeah, there's a strong score. Yeah, um, I haven't decided on a score until now, so. I'm going to go with my gut instinct. I'm going to yeah. say a six. Okay, that's fair For enough. For me, it's a six. Okay. I'm, we have to be honest. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, I'd, I, I totally appreciate everything you've said as well yeah, about yeah, it, yeah. but for me, I'm just not really sure I'd actually watch Sean. Yeah. Um, and, and that has got to be the most important yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, Okay, that's understandable. So, 14 and a half. Yeah. 14 and a half. 14 right. and a half. So put that down. Okay, well, while you're doing that, um, I can dis- let's discuss Homeland. So... Shall I, shall I go first for this one? Let's, let's mix it up a little bit. Or do you go, on, go on, go on, yeah, okay. why not? Well, I'm going to go straight in. Um, I really enjoyed this. Um, it, it reminded me just how good this is going to get. But um, I and like carrying this is probably the, one of the best female protagonists you'll ever get in a TV show because she is the lead. She's strong. Oh, do you know what she also reminds me of? Uh, Olivia Dunham from Fringe. Yeah, yeah, she has a bit of a of a fringe. I couldn't put my finger on it when I was watching it. There you go. That's yeah, what it is. Yeah, she is. Um, and I loved it. And and for her alone, just just cre- being this character, um, I'm going to give it an eight. All right. So relatively high. I I I I, I think True Detective was slightly better for me, but I'm, I'm biased because it was my choice. <laughs> yes, of course. I, I'm going to match you. I'm going to go okay. eight as well. Nice. I, I enjoyed Homeland a lot. So I, nice I, w- 16. I, would, I would definitely watch on. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah, I think it's good. And I, you know, like we say about the theme tune and the new character stuff and things like that, yeah. obviously Brody coming back is that kind of new character again, him finding the world now eight years on. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But the no titles, the no, the no theme music at the start, it was, was, was just a great difference. It, Interesting. It, Interesting. It, it stood out for me, but not in a bad way. I was like, oh, wow, okay, we're getting straight into this. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. messing around. Let's deal with the music later. <laughs> it's good. Um, 16. So let me scroll that into the old league table. Okay. Um, 16, we'll put it amongst uh, quite a quite a unique little group, uh, The Flash, Oz, and Seinfeld. That, uh, we've only got three, three out of 16 That's now. 16, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, while you're doing that, I've already thought of what I want to do next. <sighs> All right. Okay. I hadn't thought that far, Ed. <laughs> okay. Can we, can we discuss this? Yeah, let's do it. What, 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 you think, what are you feeling? Well, it's basically a show that uh, I want to I want to start because I've I've never watched a show and it's one of the ones okay. where people keep telling me I cannot Jed, believe you haven't watched it. Yeah. watching it? And it's one of those really really well done shows that won a bunch of awards. <clears throat> um, I want to do uh, the drama that came out at least ten years ago. It's quite old now, but um, it's Six Feet Under. What's that about? It's about a, f- uh, a family who run a funeral who runs a funeral home. Okay. Um, and it's by the guys who did Nip Tuck. Oh, okay. So has it got a bit of a medical feel? A bit of a medical feel, but um, from what I know of it, it's it's incredible. Not um, not a comedy then. There are comedic elements for sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it's more dramatic dramedy. A, a dramedy. Yeah. A, a- I was going to try and do it the other way yeah. around. Was- but I mean, there's obviously some medical things, okay. medical procedures and uh, autopsies and things like that. Okay, we've got to be medical then. We've done House. That was right back near the start. Yeah. Um, we've done Scrubs. Another we've medical. Done Scrubs, thing. yeah. yeah. <sighs> well, we've got. Oh, do you know a what? I, I know. Uh, yes, I know what I'm going to go with uh, Grey's Anatomy. Can I just say that's my guilty pleasure? 
Is it really? It really, really is. Awesome. All right. People consider that a girl show. Well, like a few people, spe- spe- uh, a specific friend of mine as well, has been banging on about watching a guy or a girl. It. Girl. Okay. Um, but she said, she's saying she's she's really into it. She likes it a lot, and uh, actually only found out that it's on Now TV on the box set, or like okay. all seventeen seasons or whatever. So it is. many. I, I checked out season five, um, but only because I forgot to, to to come back at season six. Genuinely, all right. One of the best TV shows I've ever watched. It's so good. <laughs> cool. So six feet under. Yeah. And Grey's Anatomy next yeah. week. Yeah, I'll swear down. Grey's Anatomy is for boys as well. Well, I look forward to watching it because yeah. I, mean, I have no idea. I'm not seeing either of them. Okay. You might not be surprised to hear that. <laughs> um, so that'd be good. Six feet under and Grey's Anatomy that next week. Grey's Anatomy. Wow. Cool. Medical feel. We, um, sh- we should um, maybe um, for our snacks maybe have something medical. Mm, yeah. Hearts. We can have like like gummy hearts or something. So we have to take out all the other gummies from the Harry Bow pack and just have the hearts. Just have the hearts. Okay. Uh, we'll think of some other things as well. Yeah. Okay. Get the lips. Get those little fun those little lips. lips yeah. Just with that pick a mix. Maybe have a game of Operation going on. The, yeah. On the maybe side. we should play Operation as well. That's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, let's land all that for next week. <laughs> um, if you want to get in touch, you can do so on Twitter. Uh, Jed yeah. Shepherd. Yeah. You can find me at Jed Shepherd at Jed Shepherd, which is J E D S H E P H E R D. That was a bit. That was, that was a nice kind of feel to that one. Yeah. I like it. Uh, I'm on Twitter at the Jellyman. That's T H E Jellyman. Yeah. Uh, so you know, let us know what you think and if you haven't already subscribed on iTunes please do so it would be very kind of you be in your inbox every Wednesday yeah 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 um, and if you wouldn't mind seeing us a quick rate and review that'll also very much help just other a poo emoji find it yeah, yeah just hit the five stars and yeah. type a poo emoji in there that's all we ask we just want to confuse the people at Apple Podcasts that's all it is uh, and of course if you don't like Apple you can get it from postpoppodcasts.com slash the pilot very simple as that yeah. uh, 52 next week then my friends we're getting there we're almost there nearly there we are there alright guys I'll see you later alligator in a while crocodile and make it snappy <laughs> why? because because alligators and crocodiles yeah alright snap snap their mouths okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> Pink's on the podcast <laughs> <laughs>